Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> you weren't kidding me. You really were excited. You're here on time and everything. Yeah. Oh my god. It's crazy. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I was watching videos. <laughs> what videos are you watching? Uh, it's not important. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are jumping into a brand new book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick, which I'm sure you know is the book upon which the movie Blade Runner was based. If this is your first time joining us, RTFB is a book club podcast focusing primarily on books that have been adapted into well-regarded movies. We read and review the book together, then break to watch the movie, and come back again to compare and contrast the two mediums. Easy, right? So, if you woke up in a cold sweat thinking maybe you'd forgotten to do your homework, relax. It's okay. We haven't started handing out the assignments just yet. Alright, that said, let's get back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. Like, uh, I was like saving nothing. it for later, but I did technically start finally learning how to play my ukulele I've had for like what? three years. Oh. Yeah. What? So, very fresh. I've done it for two days. but So, from what I've gathered, ukulele is just, you kind of... Yes. Slap your hand over it. Very basic Whatever chords. happens over on the left hand is fine. It's like... <laughs> no, it has same co- similar guitar chords. Yeah. But it's like, just learn those. They're pretty simple. Hmm. It's a lot of like, see something and other shit. And I'm like, just cool, this works. Open strings. Yeah. All yeah. open strings, all open. <laughs> and you can do fancy stuff with it. I was watching some YouTube videos where people play them like Spanish guitars. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe someday I can do that. And like, and like, yeah, and like, I can't do that right now. Dreams. But I'm going to try. <laughs> That's very aspirational. Starts going like this. I watch people. I watched some dude who had like long nails, and he's just like plucking the strings like, like really like fast. I'm like, wow. Like you must have been doing this for like 20 years, probably. Yeah, but he's no Esteban. Nobody is Esteban, but Esteban is he still around? I don't. I don't know. see as many late night commercials yeah. for him anymore. So I don't see as many late night commercials. Period. That's true. It was my one connection to him. Yeah, I was tempted in two thousand, in the year two thousand, to send him my hundred fifty dollars once and get that Esteban guitar and the intro VHS tape. So yeah. You'd do better if he Man. spent a hundred dollars and sent you that hat. I do, right? So just just to just to tell you, oh man, speaking of not having funny stories, I don't I don't know if I ever told you guys this one, but this is about this is about uh jokes that cross linguistic and cultural barriers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was in Mexico City. This is my first my first day in Mexico City. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was there for a month. Um, and leaving the airport and getting on the bus to go, like, downtown to the, like, uh, flop 
hostel we're staying at, you know? Mm -hmm. And on the bus, there is a uh, busker who's just Mm -hmm. like strumming the guitar and singing and stuff. And this, this short little, like, I want to say like a 60 year old Mexican woman, like grabs my sleeve and I look down at her and she points at this guitar player and she just says, Esteban. (laughs) (laughs) And we both start laughing. (laughs) That is fantastic. Yeah. You made a friend. Yes, I did. You're making fun of that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, now we have to go and find her. All these decades. She later. knows who she is. She'll listen. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they have pretty me. good. Fa- they have pretty good <laughs> Facebook penetration in Mexico, so you know. Sure. She sure. could find us. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be looking for you know Blade Runner and yeah, uh, podcasts about it. So she'll definitely in find English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in English by white guys. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> totally we'll right down her strike zone. Yeah. Yep. So, not really related, although it, I don't know why that jogged my memory, but, uh, <laughs> so we're reading, we've read all of the Percy Jacksons, we've read all of the Trials of Apollo, so we're on to the Magnus Chase books now, which are Norse mythology. Okay. Um, one of the characters in there is, uh, named Hearthstone, who's an elf who is also deaf, so he speaks with ASL, which... Is interesting since he's an you know elf uh-huh. in mythology that he knows American sign language, but right because of that, Levi's been asking to learn some. So I look up a word of the day, and we learn uh-huh. it. Um, and my favorite one so far is that I've worked into every conversation I can is ironically. <laughs> so okay. every time we learn how to do something, we're doing it ironically, like eat <laughs> eggs. Ironically, <laughs> man, there are going to be some confused deaf people around you at some point. Yeah, I'll I'll basically be a millennial if I ever speak to someone yes. in ASL. It'll all be ironic. <laughs> yep. It's like you take the word, but then you switch the meaning. Ironically, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, pooping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I can remember. Uh, I liked business and numbers. So hmm. like, business, Pretty good. business, business, numbers. And uh, I wonder why that's business. I don't know. Why is anything anything? Like stay away, I'm busy. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. The one I gave up on today was uh, reconcile. Because mm-hmm. while you're doing this, you're supposed to be doing the different letters. Like oh, A and geez. C, and then they come together, and they're different letters. I'm like, I'm not coordinated enough for reconcile. I'll just be at <laughs> odds not, with everything. I'm not even reconcile, coordinated reconcile. enough to see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So I'm sure they cool. fudge it all the time. I'm sure. And that's what I was thinking too. Is if I do it quickly enough, they're like, that's probably what he meant. Right. Probably meant reconcile. Yeah. I didn't see the finger shape, but yeah. <laughs> It's probably it. It probably comes off like yeah, exactly. probably they'll they'll figure it out. They'll be like yeah. it ends with reconcile, so <laughs> <laughs> like, that's uh, probably what he meant. Yes, and um, the 
the one person I've ever known who spoke ASL and was deaf at one of my prior jobs, uh, uh, he would teach little classes every once in a while out on the floor just to uh, show them. And I've, of course, forgotten all of them since then. But, of course, mm. uh, the thing I'll always remember is how whenever he'd go in the bathroom, he would always slam the toilet seat as loud as possible. Because I'm sure mm-hmm. he didn't realize what was happening, but it always scared the crap out of me. <laughs> he's helping you he's helping you like, get done faster that's what he says yeah <laughs> anyway I saw an interesting article a while back about the use of the middle finger in ASL yeah oh yeah and how it's how it's basically like you can just insert fuck words into things <laughs> by throwing middle fingers I into it this yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Like, fucking reconcile, (laughs) you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was was really interesting. Can you do it like this? Because this is stupid. Could you Uh do it with the middle finger, like, fucking stupid, or? I mean, something like that would probably work. Yeah, I'm sure they'd get it. Like, yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Also, uh, terrible. It's like you're throwing it out. Terrible. Just terrible. Interesting. Yeah. And we also. You guys know, keep learning. If you learn it well enough, you can add it to your resume, Travis. It's like pom yeah. poms. Cheerleader. Huh. I don't know when we'll ever use that either, but now we know it. Like, do they still do cheerleaders in high mm, school? Cool. I have no idea. That was very Yeah, they do. Day. Do they? Yeah. It's still a thing. Yeah, you need to come to Texas. You'll see some cheerleaders. That's true. There'll be like eight. And you'll like, we didn't grass. have them, but I went to an all-boys school, <laughs> so why would we? They start them early. And you need a Japanese-style Oendon, is what you need at an all-boys school. <laughs> Just a bunch of dudes that, like, yell really loudly. Yeah. We had our, like, songs and crap to yell. But we didn't have anybody, like, of course, being Organized? Sure. Yeah. No one yeah. with the fans or anything. No, we just yell. To direct the cheers? Or no. No? Okay. No. We would just shout SeaWorld at the other team and <laughs> shit like that. Well, you would shout SeaWorld at them? Yeah. Why would you do that? Sea, sea hyphen world. Why? SeaWorld? Why? Sea Why? <laughs> this is one of the things we did back when it was the 90s, early 2000s. What can you do? <sighs> I don't... That sounds tight. I don't understand. Although we did have a... Well, he was still there, so halfway through high school, we had this guy who would dress up as the Red Devil and run around on the field and wave the Chaminade flag and all that kind of shit. He was pretty cool. Because oh. he could get up in other teams' faces, be like, fuck you all, I'm a devil, what are you going to do about it? You know, that kind of stuff. Do about the what are the devil? optics of, like, what, yeah, like the devil at a Catholic high school? Well, we actually revived it because revived officially we were the Flyers. Uh-huh. But for from the 30s until the 70s, we were always officially the Flyers, but unofficially the Red Devils. And that was the mascot <laughs> based on this drawing done in the 30s by uh-huh. some kid in class. And, um, then they got rid of that in the 80s because of the whole devil worship craze. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had a stupid like cardinal suit that the mascot wore like when I started for Somehow Flyers. That's better. Like, and like no, and then growth. the class of 98 revived the Red Devil, and he was really cool, and he's like, kind of like, like grimacing looking at you, and it was really neat, and much better than being a bird. 
Oh, you and, mean, uh, so yeah, we all fool with that. Or, I thought you meant like a priest. That would have been great. Inquisition running out there. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been thinking back on it. Oh no! Yeah, so we were just the red devils, and they painted on this, probably still in the gym on the wall, and yeah, we had to cover that up though because they used to do masses there. And we had the archbishop come one time. Really Sometime in the year when Father Shamanad was beatified, so they had to cover it up with like they just, uh, just put this like huge like banner over the Red Devil. So you had the Archbishop of St. Louis on this like platform with it with the devil like right above him. Yeah, like this yeah. huge devil on the wall above him. How is this so, story made the Exorcist? Uh, because it wasn't scary. I don't know. That's a good question. Huh. It would have been really good for back then. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll but go yeah, back and so edit it's it the Red that. Devils, and they still are. They're still the Red Devils, the Shamanade Red Devils. There you go, and whatnot. But we don't have the kid. They might now, but after that guy graduated, we didn't have a mascot running around. Yeah, but he was like he worked out a lot, and he would just run around. He would paint his upper body red uh-huh. and wear a mask and run around and do the shit. So hmm. it'd be better if he just wasn't affiliated with your school at all. He just always showed. He just up. showed up <laughs> just to do it. Uh, 20 years later, yeah, that would be a much better story. <laughs> yeah. We were the, we were the Spartans. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm almost positive it's because Mr. Whalen liked that comic book, The 300. Mm-hmm. Because he basically taught us about it before they made the movie out of it, too. I, I thought it was, I thought it was solely because of the SNL sketches. <laughs> oh, I mean, it could be. Because, mm-hmm. because they had the middle schoolers vote on it. Oh. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. Well, I know. So it was like right at right at the height of that. Because our student yeah. council was the three hundred Spartans. I wonder ah. if he just was like, "Well, I'm going to polish this turd that I was handed as far as the mascot goes." <laughs> right. Probably. Something, but yeah, not nearly as cool. Although Leonidas was our mascot. Really? Yeah. Big foam face. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Didn't do sense. anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big old head. Not I think cool my least favorite mascot. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't really beat the devil. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Quote of the day, especially at a Catholic school. He's a cool I think father. my least favorite mascot from any of my schools was Umsels, because it's the Triton. He looks like a weird red sea monkey thing. We don't know what the fuck he's supposed to be. <laughs> but they changed it because like, when my uncle went there back in the 90s, like from when they started until like the 2000s, they were the river men. Oh. And women for the women's teams, and they became the Tritons. But it was on our... Well, I guess they didn't have the goofy mascot on our student ID card. We just had a Triton symbol with the Triton, like an actual Triton. Yeah. But they, for some reason, didn't go with King Triton. They went with... Because uh, someone else probably has that. Yeah. But it's this weird, like, sea monkey thing. Hmm. I, I think the Bulldogs are probably worse, because every generic school is the Bulldogs. That's the track. That's Elmo. <laughs> Practically. <laughs> it's like but it's got, like, a weird little... I think he's probably more Salamander-ish, but he doesn't have a tail. Yeah. But, yeah, and he's got a little spine thing, a little arm thing you can't really see in this picture. <laughs> yeah, but it's totally Elmo. That's yeah. my least favorite <laughs> school mascot. And Truman, of course, was fine. Just a bulldog. Yeah, but just we didn't like the bulldog. I don't remember there being a guy or anything that was a. Bulldog. No, they had a they had an actual bulldog that like they took to the football games that we never went to. Oh, see. so <laughs> that's why I don't know about him. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Well, and he was on, like, the mascot suit was on, Spike was on some shit around, like, mm-hmm. we'd see him on campus stuff sometimes, but not very ubiquitous. He was on our ID cards, though, as it's I recall. It's like the default mascot, if you can't think of one. We'll just be the bulldogs, yeah, bulldog. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Or a Spartan. Yep. <laughs> yep, or a Spartan. Yep. <laughs> so, that's like 20 minutes on mascots. Uh-huh. Get that off. That's our most important department on this podcast. Correct. Yep. It's so related talk. to Philip K. Dick. We, co- we covered <laughs> mango sodas. We covered mascots. I think we're good to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got a new book. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, and before we talk more about it, we also have to have our our group question. Mm-hmm. Oh. So Blade Runner, I'm I've gathered, is at least partially about trying to figure out people. Who are actually androids? Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, giving them the Turing test, like with very dire consequences. So, if someone showed up to your house, put a, a gun in your face, and made you pass the Turing test, how would you do it? Uh, well, the specific test they use, I would do easily because I'm a human. Well, <laughs> so I can't fail my... it as a human. <laughs> not my question. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably shit myself and run away. That's how I would pass it. I feel like that would pass it. If you could shit yourself on command, it probably believe. It would repulse my attacker, too. It would be fantastic. So. You're probably a human. Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess they could design shitting robots, but... Mm. usually They did make those reindeer toys that shit jelly yeah. beans. Exactly. I used to have one of those. Yeah. Showed up in my stocking one year. Huh. Yeah. From my mother. I'm like, thanks, yeah. Mom. She's like, I thought we'd like it. I'm like, I do. It's hilarious, actually. I think <laughs> yeah. I took it to Truman eventually. <laughs> All right. So, uh, showing your emotions. Abject fear and mm-hmm. shit your pants. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> what, what would your strategy be, Other Chris? Is there a button somewhere that says, I am not a robot? <laughs> Good like, like, relatively close to the... <laughs> Chris quickly identifies what is a stoplight and what isn't. Like that's right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Except all the parts of the picture with the stoplight. Right. Mm-hmm. I explained to the guy that I am the Chinese box. <laughs> I am the Chinese room. <laughs> nice. I appear to understand everything. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I don't. I I didn't think of an answer either, but. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd put you guys on the spot. It's a good okay. thing there aren't, like, philosophers running around with guns. I know, right? <laughs> no, it's just, they knock on my door, I just won't answer it, like I do with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I pull up on my camera and don't even answer it. <laughs> even though Daniel's sitting in the front room usually, he's like, we're not home. Right. <laughs> we'll leave us Talk to the cats. No, I'd, I'd probably try to do the thing that they did to the robot Santa in... Futurama and blow up his head with the logical fallacy or whatever, but mm-hmm. I would miss the quote and it wouldn't work. So oh. <laughs> I would be dead. For oh. sure. Oh well. Unless my kids are around, I'd be like, look, I sired these offspring. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I am a human. Clearly, I'm a human. Clearly. Well, anyway, it's a good thing uh, Blade Runner is not a thing. Mm-hmm. But have either of you ever seen that movie or read this book? I've seen the movie. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Yeah, I have not read the book. 
No. See, I haven't done it's either. It's been in my little collection here. Oh my god. It's like 2009. My oh. fancy book. I like how fancy Dick is on that. So, yeah, it's written very yeah. large. Well, it is because it's on the side, too. It's supposed to be... It's for that American... That Library of America series. So oh, that yeah. way it mm-hmm. sounds odd on your bookshelf. And yeah. You can yeah. tell Philip K. Dick. Yeah. It looks fancy. Little... Little... Oh. Rib book ribbon. Yeah. But I got it to get Man in the High Castle all those years oh, ago. Yeah. And it came with this, too. I was like, oh, good. I'll read that someday. And I never did. So now I'm like, great. Now you opportunity can. to read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Now you can. And yep. plus, the book has got dick on the spine all fancy, so if it's stacked it up, people like, he really likes fancy dicks. Yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, do it. I like how the picture of him, he's holding his cat. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to see. It's kind of yeah. a washed out black and white photo. So you said you've seen multiple versions of the movie? Yes. Okay. Because I've had, I've seen the original cut sometime in high school. I bought the director's cut, like, the final director's cut on VHS tape. And then, Damn. I don't think I have it anymore, which makes me sad, but they put it out on Blu-ray like 10 years ago. Yeah. With yeah. all the different cuts on there. I got that set, but I don't know what happened to it. Oh, so it yeah. had the original theatrical cut, somebody else's cut, <clears throat> director's final cut, and then in the fourth cut they were introducing then or something. Yeah. So, I wish I still knew where that was, though, because it was a cool set. Yeah, and it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too bad then, but it's hard to get now. Yeah. Because they chopped it down like a year later and put out just like two cuts of it, which I think you can oh. still get. But so I've got that. <laughs> and of course, I've seen the sequel. I own that too. Yeah. Mm. 2049. But I don't think that's going to be as relevant, of course, to what we're reading. No. I guess you never know. But yeah, so I've seen all those different cuts, but never read the book. Mm. Okay. Another Chris, you said. Basically the same. You've seen the movie, not read the book. Yeah, yeah. Like, same deal. I have I saw the, what, the theatrical cut, probably, and then mm-hmm. the director's final cut some years later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, I think I saw the car that's in the movie when we were at the Pop Culture Museum in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's, that's yeah, it. We, that's all I got. Did, okay. I think. Okay. And, you know, clips here and there, and you know, famous scenes. It's been very influential in popular sci-fi culture and regular culture since it came out. Like the prototype for all of those, like, dystopian future noir type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being one of the first ones of those to come out back when that was getting going and cyberpunk was being invented and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's his fault. It's all his fault. (laughs) Him and William Gibson. Fuckers. Anyway, him. Right? Philip K. Dick. And the K stands for Kindred. So, yeah. B. Kindred Dick. Uh, hmm. Born December 16th, 1982 in Chicago. And I don't know why I was surprised to find out he was American, but... He is. Um, he had a twin sister who died at six weeks old. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family moved to San Francisco... And then his dad got relocated to Reno, and his mom's like, fuck that. And so they got divorced. Wow. Yeah, which seems intense. Especially uh, a time when you didn't get divorces. Yeah. He went to Berkeley High School, uh, and one of his co-class members of 1970, being dyslexic, 1947, 
1947 co-member Ursula K. Le Guin. Mm-hmm. They went to the same school. That's wow. pretty cool. I didn't know I didn't that. Know that. I didn't know that either. Her middle name isn't Kindred, though. I've looked that up just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence that would have been. <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, Phil wrote like a million things. Wikipedia claims 44 novels and 121 short stories, although I gather he was never really that wealthy. Like he no, wrote a lot, he wasn't. And he was well-recognized by the sci-fi community, but never really had any mainstream notoriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not really until after he died. Right. And everything started getting made into movies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah I think he, he does hold a record for having most movie adaptations of his books it's, and short stories. It's got to be him or Stephen King, right? They're pretty close. Got to be. Um, so yeah, his first real success was Man in the High Castle in 62. Uh, and like I said, it gained a lot of respect in the sci-fi community, but mm-hmm. no one really cared much to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was poor enough off that Robert Heinlein even offered to become like his patron. Like, I'll yeah. I'll pay pay you to keep writing, keep writing. Right. Wow. What you're doing. I forgot he and Heinlein were buds. Yeah. So yeah, he rubbed elbows with some important people. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he loved using amphetamines to keep up with his writing schedule. Which I guess if you're going to write 120 of anything, like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a little else. assistance. Yeah. Um. There's a. Some sort of religious experience he had in 1974 mm-hmm. that uh, apparently had a big shift in his whole career. Uh, according to his story, he was brought on by a pink beam of light that reflected off of some girl's Jesus fish necklace when she came to talk to him about, I don't know, Church of Latter-day Saints or something. I forgot that. A beam of light that imparted secret wisdom mm-hmm. and changed mm. his whole life. Um, an alternate version of that is that happened when he was recovering from having his wisdom teeth pulled, and he was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> yep. So he had uh, drug abuse problems around that time, and it's thought that his book, A Scanner Darkly, is at least partially based on his drug recovery. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Those are some chippy writings. I have a Yeah, copy. and apparently there's some... Uh, I don't know if religious is the right term or spiritual, but some sort of like philosophical non-science fiction books that he put out mm-hmm. kind of based after that experience. But anyway, uh, he's married five times and died in 1982 of a stroke. He was only in his fifties. Jeez. Yeah. Experiment. What he could have, would have written had he gotten a little more time. Seriously. Yep. Uh, so kind of a highlight reel of his other stuff that was later changed into movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. So Man in the High Castle, mm-hmm. Total Recall, Minority Report, The Adjustment Bureau, A Scanner Darkly, of course, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sleep. Mm-hmm. And apparently even the movie Next was loosely based on one of his books. Mm. Oh, really? With, uh, little Nick Cage and... Yeah, that's right. Spoiler that's alert, alien, Aliens. <laughs> they're, they're usually involved somehow somehow so yep yeah, uh it feels like a treasure trove of stuff people just keep going back to yep yep um so this this book 
Published in 1968, set in post-apocalyptic San Francisco in either 1992 or 2021, depending on your version of the book. <laughs> I guess after it came out, they're like, that's not future enough. Like, let's bump it up a couple. Yeah. Not far enough. Yeah. Um, themes, of course, are grappling with, like, the androidification of the human body and environment. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Apparently, there was kind of a wishy-washy response to the book, uh, and this seems to be yet another one that's been completely overshadowed by the movie adaptation. And I don't know, maybe it's because the names are so radically different, like, who would even know? Mm-hmm. Right. But... I mean, I'll get people that are like, how is that the same? Yeah. Uh, apparently, the book has three sequels, written by one of his friends, uh, K.W. Jeter. Uh, which were an attempt to reconcile the differences between the original novel and the movie. Weird. Oh. So, all right. Uh, retroactively adjusting, adjusting it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the movie seems to be the more well-known thing. And that came out 14 years after the book. Released on June 25th, 1982. The same week as uh, E.T., Okay. Star oh, Trek yeah. Two, uh huh, and the Thing. Oh, yeah, huh. that's good company. It really is, and completely overshadowed it, uh, and it's thought to be why it had such an underwhelming initial critical response. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to kind of pick up on it if you have all right. the other stuff out. If you had to choose three of the four, I probably would have picked those other three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, honestly, those are all pretty cool. Um. But yeah, uh, thanks to Betamax, it ultimately gained a cult following uh, on home video. And like we said, it became the de facto template for postmodern apocalyptic dystopia. Uh, Directed by Ridley Scott, of course. Mm -hmm. And like we mentioned, there's like so many versions of this thing. Uh, It occasionally seems to include a voiceover by uh, Harrison Ford. And yeah. be more or less violent, depending on what it is. So, mm-hmm. Like the least favorite move version from what people have said? The voiceover one? Yeah. I, I've heard it's either the best or the worst with the voiceover. <laughs> depending on the <laughs> Yeah. So there's like five recognized versions. So the work print version, which was the like the unauthorized director's cut. The U.S. theatrical release, which is the domestic cut. The international cut, which is the Criterion edition, mm-hmm. the director's cut, which Scott only provided notes for, and then they re recut together, and then uh-huh. the final cut, which is the only one he actually had complete editorial control over. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that sounds like the ones in that set, and that's the one that most yeah. recently came out. So yeah, and I feel like that's the one we should probably watch. I was just going to ask. Yeah. The final cut is the one we need to look for, huh? Yeah, I think I so. Agree. Okay. So, let me, let me take a peek <laughs> at Amazon over here. See if that's even available. I'm going to have to buy that. But, but yeah. Um, so, I guess, having already seen the movie, what are your expectations for the book? Like, do you have, have you read any other of his stuff? Or Yeah. What, what can we expect? I... I expect um I expect unreliable characters, witnesses, narrators. Yeah. I expect 
I expect many sections not to make any sense. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Fair warning. Yeah. Will there be any triple-breasted women in this book, or is that probably only Total Recall? <laughs> I don't think that was in the Total Recall. Yeah, I don't think it was in the book, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right>. Shit. <laughs> Can I change my book selection? Like, <laughs> No. No, oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I don't really know how much they've changed between the uh-huh. core book stuff and the movie. You don't have a lot of expectations. Yeah, because I don't know how different it's going to be. Mm. Like, I've only really completed Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Of his books and stuff that I've read, so... That was fine. Yeah. Um, But that was also, he wrote, using the I Ching. So it was a little Uh disjointed at times because he picked his character paths from doing doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'm sure there'll be some quirkiness to the story too yeah um and i expect it to be a little noirish but we'll see i don't know if it is or not yeah that's what i'm interested to see is if that was something from the book or something they just added into the movie but right and some philosophical debates about the meaning of the nature of existence and what it means to be human of course we'll yeah gotta yeah. throw that in kind of yeah. the entire point that's the point yeah so i expect yeah. that to be there I don't yeah. know how good it's going to be, but I expect it to be present. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I basically got nothing. I'm going in blank slate. If I guess mm-hmm. if I'm picturing anything at all, I'm picturing uh, various animes like Ghost in the Shell or mm-hmm. sure, uh, even like Alita or Eria or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I think robot the setting will be kind of pick. like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's setting any unreasonable expectations for you. So might not be quite as kick ass as that, but you know. It might not. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> but maybe it's even better, I don't know. Who knows? Because it's from the sixties originally, so maybe pink themes of light will impart knowledge to us. <laughs> Can't wait. Maybe. We'll have to see, I guess. Yeah. Well the the good thing is it's not that long. Uh my version of the book is only hundred and ninety three pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got twenty two chapters. Yes. So. They they divide pretty cleanly, at least in my version, if we want to do two parts. First one okay. being up through chapter ten. It's ninety five okay. pages. And then second Final part will be ninety eight. So that I guess is the reading assignment. Alright. Okay. Read the first Now I need chapters. to get this book. Yeah. Yeah, well, you should. Totally should. I bet I you totally can get it should. on like a Kindle pretty easy. I probably could. Probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatnot. Mask up and walk down to my local bookstore. You could. You could. They I would appreciate your business. I don't advise doing what I did, which is buying it internationally from the Shakespeare bookstore. Where did it come mm. from then? From Paris. Wow, that's, that's impressive. That's unexpected. It I mean, is. you could get well, it at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you totally could. I had it not for this, but you know, uh, they had some sort of like, "Hey, we COVID is like killing our sales, so help us stay open." Here's some. Oh, okay. No, that was a good thing to do. Come buy yeah. some books. I'm like, all right. 
So that's where I got the Interesting thing to do for him. Yeah. And I figured I'd get this one too because it has a cool cover. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was a good thing to do. It came with a poem inside because that's the kind oh, of guys lovely. they are. Yeah. You could optionally get them to spray perfume on a card in there, and I didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. French it might be musk. A good idea for me, but probably not for you. Yeah, if it was going to one of my friends, maybe, but yeah, just the poem. Knockout gas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to remember. I, to I like the idea that. of the poem though too. Yeah, and they typed it on a, a manual typewriter for ultimate hipsterishness. Oh, wow. yeah, very hipster. I'll have to dig it up and I'll read it next time. Okay. <laughs> my awesome poem that came with my book. But <laughs> All right. Well, that seems pretty cut and dry and easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, we may have already covered it, though, but what, what else is good? Are you guys reading anything else? Have you watched anything uh, else? It's been like a hundred years. <laughs> well, we're watching the Godzilla movie tomorrow, the new nice. one. Uh-huh. Britney's birthday, which was a few days ago. She's a major Godzilla fan. We actually just watched the 1962 uh, oh. King Kong versus Godzilla on nice. Tuesday. Oh, I don't think I've watched that one. I think Britney's watched it, but oh man, nice. I probably should have thought about that. I didn't think. Oh. Uh, because we just watched last weekend. Uh, Mecha Godzilla, the first one. Uh-huh. And whatnot. That was interesting. Took place in, like, Okinawa and stuff. That was fun yeah. to see Okinawa in, like, the mm-hmm. 60s. Or early 70s, something like that. Yeah. And it still does not make sense to me on why ancient Okinawans would have a native monster named King Caesar when they were clearly <laughs> meant to be existing before Caesar. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I'll chalk that up to Japan. Maybe it I don't was know. destined to be a powerful name. There you go. <laughs> Apparently. Time. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> no. Uh, I did start reading The Odyssey again. Oh, yeah? I did pick it up and dust it off, and I read a couple more chapters. All right. So, so I still haven't met? gotten to Odysseus yet. I'm to, like, chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> Have well, you been left yet? Not real. To book four. Book four. Because it's a collection of books you know type of deal i'm still getting the telemachus story Uh because i did not realize that the like first four chapters of the story are telemachus like bitching about all these guys eating his food (laughs) at his mother's house (laughs) and athena's Athena's all like hey yo you need to go find your dad i'm gonna help you do this Uh go talk to these go make this council and try to convince them to help you and get a ship and they didn't want to but Athena's still helping out, so he's getting a ship, and he's going to set sail. He got some friend of his, uh-huh. <laughs> and they got a crew worked out, and Athena's with him, oh. and they're going to another island. They went to one island to talk to one guy, as we picked up the friend, and now they're going to see King Menelaus. Yep. This on. is he's a like, heist find... movie. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> kind of, and I'm just like, I didn't really, because like, whenever you get adaptations of this, it always just starts with Odysseus yeah. and his journeys. Well, that doesn't kick into like chapter five. So, out of, like, 28 chapters or books or whatever these things are, but still, like, yeah. you have this, like, his son is looking for him and going to talk to all his friends who've been home for fucking ten years, trying to figure <laughs> out where his dad last was seen, How and all this that stuff. was, like, invoking the muses and, like, calling to the winds or whatever, and... Uh, they're just... Athena's called to one of the winds to get them to the next port, but so yeah. far it's really her 
like Telemachus will kind of bitch and moan about some stuff, and then Athena <laughs> appears like, oh, dude, I'm still helping you. He's like, yeah, but this shit happened. Like, I hit a road bump. She's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. So... I like, like this version of the story. Me. <laughs> yeah, you need to record a version of it on your. I think. Yeah, I think. I think you should read it, and then and then <laughs> you should sit you. down and do your oral presentation of it. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> should be a podcast extra. Yeah, right. Maybe I will. <laughs> the way it was meant to be heard. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is oral tradition after all. Yep. Telemachus was bitching and moaning, and Athena's like, "I'm still here." I'm still here, foo. I'm doing my other shit while you're gone. You know, while I'm not here. I am a goddess. I'm kind of busy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really interested in helping you, alright? I got you, kid. I got you. I love whiny kids who lay about and don't do anything on their own. <laughs> well, he is doing the honorable thing and trying to uh, preserve his father's estate by getting rid of these suitors who are yes. sitting around eating all his food. Yes. But then they say, yeah, but it's only because your mom won't pick one of us to be a new husband. Hmm. And they're like, well, we don't know my dad's dead. Like, I'll go try to find him. And if I'm not back in a year, like, if I don't find him in a year, I'll come back and I will build him a tomb and we'll do the funeral rites and he'll be yeah. officially dead. Yeah. And then I'll make, and then I'll make my mom marry someone else. Like, I'll send her back to her dad so he can arrange a marriage for her. So I'm like, but you're her son. Why do you get to say? But, you know, ancient cultures and the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Fucking patriarchy. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those well, the translations show up pretty in good. one of the Percy Jackson books, and they cause all sorts oh, yeah? of shit. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's what they do. They, they eat your them. they eat your goats and pigs and drink your wine, and they and slowly drain your state of money. When they're yeah. paying attention, yep, yep. <laughs> it's bad. Sign. Indeed, yeah. Just sleep in your house, you know. Jeez. It's a bad scene, yo. Mm -hmm. Suitors, Ugh. yeah. Oh, that's just normal stuff. Trying to yeah. do different things. Each day, things I could have been doing all along that I didn't do. And finally, with my latest bout with self-reflection and depression, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Even if I have to make myself only do a mm -hmm. little bit each day, I'll do something different. Something yeah, yeah. something thing, new. Man. Yeah. Nice. Read this book. Like I said, to try to start learning to play the ukulele. Yeah. yeah. All that kind of stuff. So. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what say you other, Chris? So, since uh, WandaVision, I think I mentioned WandaVision last time. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh, and how Sharon was like, so what's with these Marvel movies? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we've been steadily going back through those oh, nice. uh, in, in release Perfect. order. Perfect. Ah. Yeah. Where Where are you up to right now? Uh, I think the next one up is, uh, Civil War. Uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You guys are doing pretty good, making good progress. Yeah, yeah. Good clip. What did she think yeah. of Thor 2? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Not I will have to, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wonder if I could judge it based on, like, how much she was looking at her phone or... <laughs> I don't know. I I think Thor two is worth one watch. Yeah, and I like how they like since it's the least favorite, they gave it some redemption in the last two movies. Yeah, so I thought mm. that was appropriate for it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. Right, not nearly mm -hmm. as good as uh, 
Ragnarok, but no, I thought it was better than the first one. I don't know. I don't like the first one very much at all. Mm. But anyway, I do like the first one, but the first one has a lot of fun to it, and and mm. dark, whatever the second one, Dark World is, yeah, is yeah. not as much fun. Mm. Well, it's in the humor. title. Yep, yeah, right there, pretty dark. Doesn't have the humor. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Has Natalie Portman. Can't go wrong with her. Right. Still had so. Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah. She'll okay. be back for the next Thor movie. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. Does uh, Sharon have any favorites so far, or is she just kind of like, well, I don't know. Right. Pretty much that. I think. I think I'll ask her at the end. Okay. Okay. How wanna, she? How she? Tilt her hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. I know she already likes Thor Ragnarok. We've seen that one before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's a big fan of uh, Taika Waititi. Right. Well, who wouldn't be? I don't who know. wouldn't be? Seriously, yeah. who wouldn't be? Well, that's a cool. monster. Very cool. Um. Yeah, I don't have too too much of anything. Like, <laughs> I haven't done shit. <laughs> I've done shit except working. Like. Yeah, and yeah. even that I've been doing a piss poor job of. But mm. uh, one I thing I have it... been doing is mm-hmm. I've gone back to Hades. Uh, I played that a lot when it first came okay. out, but I went back and actually uh, was able to complete it. Okay. Uh, and you know the whole point of it being you know you're trying to break out of the underworld and you die and when you die you come back and you start again and do it again. Uh-huh. Uh, but the game kind of changes a lot once you finally beat Hades, and yeah. then you find out you have to do it again. And <laughs> it's actually really interesting. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of layered storyline into it if you put in the time to get to it. And uh-huh. it's interesting how the person that your main guy is mad at changes each time. Like, yeah. This is all my dad's fault. No, it's Nix's fault for hiding it from me. No, really, it's my mom's fault because she never even tried to come back. No, really, oh. it's my dad's fault again because he said I was stillborn and she didn't know. But, but wait, why? what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So the storyline and the play mechanics, I think it, it really opens up once you've managed to get through it. So, yeah. Uh, and also, I just like the random remarks they programmed for him to have uh, mm-hmm. and different interactions that they didn't have to put in there. They're, they're kind of rewarding. Yeah. Uh, one thing that my youngest son thought was just hilarious was one of the bosses is a Hydra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you fight him enough times and his little health bar says Bone Hydra. And, you know, he talks to him each time, but one time, if you go there, like, 20 or 15 times, he's like, I'm bored of calling you Hydra. I'm going to call you Lerny from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Health bar says Lerny from then on, and Lerny the Bone Hydra. I'm like, <laughs> Simon just thinks that's the funniest thing, but... I understand. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only other thing I've watched since then is uh, Ted Lasso on mm-hmm. Apple Plus and uh Apple Apple TV Plus whatever it's called there's yeah, whatever movie, whatever and it's uh Jason Sudeikis and it's a uh, a little series about like a high no, a college football coach who gets hired to become the coach of a like 
midfield Premier League soccer team. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and he's never uh, played or known anything about English football at all, but he takes the job anyway. So, <laughs> gee, so, how uh, could that go wrong? <laughs> it, it, and he's you know very I don't know Nebraska optimistic, the wholesome type guy, surrounded by a bunch of people who are like, what the fuck are you people thinking hiring this wanker? Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> to coach our team and. A, you know, focuses a lot on him being very motivational focused instead because he doesn't know the sport, so he'll just focus mm-hmm. on the players or whatever. So, I don't know. It's funny. It's kind of cheesy. It's got heartwarming moments, but it was uh, very welcome. And as we hit like the year of pandemic quarantine, yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. very nice palate cleanser, I guess. So, yeah. I recommend cool. it. And it's quick, too. It's only like 10 episodes, so... I guess they're going to do another season, but... They ended it well enough, so... Okay. It'd be fine the way it was. So, anyway. Not not anything crazy, but... It's what I could muster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. It's all good. Yep. I also finally got around to uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. however you say it however you say that game uh and i'm kind of working through it but it's um a little boring Uh uh-huh i don't know like the story mode is not very well done yeah (laughs) it's not uh not very hard i don't know it's kind of kind of interesting it because it looks amazing right and uh but the fighting mechanics are not very good i don't know it's Mm. way easier than i thought it was going to be but you can play as Yamcha, um, and he's just as strong as everyone else. So, <laughs> if you want to beat Black Goku with the Wolf Flame Fist, you totally can. That's amazing. <laughs> totally can. But anyway, I'm working through that still. So yeah, that's all I got. Cool. All right. All right. Blade Runner Final Cut Blu-ray. Get. Purchase. Purchase right now. Purchase. Yeah. Buy I'll have to man. dig it out of a box. Yeah. Purchase. I know I looked through these a couple of weeks ago when we decided to do it. Uh trying to find a version that had an interesting cover. But I wasn't mm. I wasn't happy with any of them. Yeah. <laughs> they all suck. It makes me think I should go to Best Buy then and see if they put one out on a steelbook. Oh yeah. They do a lot of interesting like artwork. Steelbook editions there. Yeah. I don't know if they did, if they've done anything like that recently or not. But. Well, yeah, the one I thought I'd wanted was the box that you were talking about, but it's like 200 bucks. I'm like, no. Unfortunately. No, yeah. thank you. I don't need the origami Pegasus that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this one is region zero. What the fuck? So universal. Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't think that was a thing anymore. It is. Oh? Oh, it is. Oh, okay. it is. The Steelbook. Like, I thought since we went to Blu-rays, we didn't care about regions anymore, but I guess we do. Yeah, we do. We do. Yep. They still put super prominent, like, DVDs, like, region one. Yeah. <laughs> this is not PAL formatted. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, see, this, this 
steelbook with the origami Pegasus is $150. Oh, well, there you go. But it's an Italian import. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what is happening with you, Amazon? What are you showing me? It's a flea market, man. It goes, hey, you want you got shit from France. You want to get stuff from Italy now, right? <laughs> yeah, like, we sadly, tracked you, Travis. Right. We know what you do. You're probably right. <laughs> I can get the the twenty forty nine for four dollars. Of course you can. But that's yeah, just, that's but that just, won't help you. Know. <laughs> oh, the check version is thirty dollars. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I was watching something about some guy trying to find the best four K version of two thousand one. Yeah. And he 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 I think he got his from like Czech the Czech Republic. It's like, I found the first. He's British, so he couldn't get the one I have, uh-huh. the American one. So he's like, so I got this one from the Czech Republic. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's basically the same one. It's just put out for that market. So he's like, this is great. You know what? I'll just get Ex Machina instead. Okay. There you go. It's close enough. <laughs> it was weird. The whole movie was different. <laughs> yep, I didn't see Harrison Ford once. <laughs> Not once. He's on the poster. Those other '80s stars, <laughs> Rutger Hauer, and uh, probably one of his most beloved roles. Who? Yeah, I don't know oh, if it was one of his Hauer? best roles or not. Yeah, Rutger Hauer. And see the the one who's like time to die. And he's Roy Batty. See, I know that quote, but I don't. I don't know. Now I'm trying to think. Some movies or games or show that I like that takes place in the same universe. But I can't remember. And it wasn't... Like, you wouldn't think of it as being that way yeah. until somebody makes some comment about replicants at some point. Oh. And they're like, what? <laughs> uh-huh? Uh-huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna Google that. Looks like uh, it's, like, perpetually raining in this movie. Yeah. It is. Just constantly. Due to it's overcast. Because smog. That's it. The people go, does Alien take place in the same universe? Alien and Blade Runner, people think, are set in the same universe. Yeah, why not? Ridley Scott. Nostromo could be out there. Well, and they have android peoples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo, the android, could be in it, too. You know. Yeah. But not on Earth. That's always been a big point. I like the cover of the director's cut, but that's not the one we're going to watch. Maybe I'll just keep, I'll print out the box art somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Top. Oh. This is the DVD, though. Fuck. Fuck Amazon. No. What the hell? What the hell? Why are they making Why do they suck with find... Blade Runner in particular? I don't know. Was there Does a Jeff run Bezos on Blade Runner? Or something? Like, is he a replicant and so he won't <laughs> Maybe. support their demise? I don't know. Yep. <sighs> I didn't believe I was getting on my case. Like, I have to edit my skin for Fortnite. Like, okay. Yeah, I have to do that, apparently. Hmm. Here it is. See if you can see that. Kind uh, of? It's a All lady. right. She's got knives. Oh. Uh-huh. And bare feet. Okay. And there's, there's her back bling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
He wants me to edit that into an image so I can post it on the Fortnite subreddit because sometimes Bright or Epic Games looks at that and his oh. skin could be in the game. Mm. I see. All right. So he uh, gets his hopes very high when I post it there and I get like one upvote. Out of <laughs> <two>. <laughs> no goals. All Saturday being like, did anyone respond yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> These kids are crazy about this stuff too. Like, Simon had some had... rando kid on the street today asking me if I played Fortnite when I was taking the trash out. I was like, no. <laughs> Do I look like I play Fortnite? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the kids that lives on the street. He's probably about eleven. Yeah, riding his bike. He's turning around in front of our house. Maybe he's looking he's for like, hey. Fortnite friends. And I was like, hey. You know, because I just figured it's like like you do, because kids are like yeah. trying to be friendly to the neighbors. Yeah, he's like, do you play Fortnite? And I'm like, no, sorry. And oh. I just he's like, all right, and he wrote off. I'm like, that was so weird. Dash my legs <laughs> quite expertly, sir. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, kid. I'm like, I'm 38 and I'm wearing baby Yoda pants. I don't play Fortnite. <laughs> I'm gonna be if like, I... I've heard of it. Be glad about that. Yeah. Yeah, I suck at it. Terrible. But <laughs> I'm never gonna play it, like, ever. No, but like fucking kids. Yeah, I right? do play Animal Crossing. I'd be like, nope, but I do Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is way better. <laughs> yep. Way better. Uh no, like Simon had his, his little baseball games and they had team pictures. So mm-hmm. we had to go over and get our team pictures done after the game last weekend at the picture tent. And of course the kids were all running around. One of the other eight-year-olds had his little phone out, and they were playing tag and recording it, and he posted it on YouTube. So I was like, I'm on a YouTube video now. Like, we were playing tag. I'm like, all right. And he's like, he already has 20 views. I'm like, what the fuck? What are we doing wrong? Like, <laughs> we're not young. We're not children. I don't know. Splicing videos of myself playing tag, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> apparently, the kid has more subscribers than us. Totally does. <laughs> it's like I wrote three thousand words and and one person read it. <laughs> like, oh, that's reading. That's boring. I like start, reading. Start reading it on my TikToks or something. <laughs> that's how you gotta get them, I guess. I'm not gonna do that. No, me either. I guess we'll just never get them. I'm okay with being <laughs> low key that way. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. Did I, did I tell you guys about my uh, TikToks? Research with Facebook that I did. Research? Yeah, I did an hour long research session with Facebook uh-uh. like a month ago and they paid me $100 for it. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was about my Facebook Messenger use. We talked about some stuff and it just made me feel old. They're like, why was the Halloween theme on your chats for so long? No, we just had stuff like, <laughs> I was telling her, I'm like, and sometimes I use Instagram. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, do you ever use the direct message people through Instagram? And I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, why not? I'm like, because I don't to. think that I can. I'm old. I don't know how this works. <laughs> just don't want to. <laughs> and we're like, I use Facebook kind of still the way it was originally intended. Yeah. I'm like I've been using it since 2005. I don't I don't change on on some of that stuff. But I, I felt use... weird. She was like 27 and French, living in London. 
I'm like, I feel old and uncultured right now. <laughs> Even though I'm not as old as some other people, but I'm like, yeah. Most of them are like, I didn't know I could. Sometimes it's like, I didn't know it did that. <laughs> right. I've only. <laughs> Which is helpful for them. Instagram. They're like, oh, we can advertise that yeah. feature more. But I'm like, uh, no. Only when like, it's I, like something that's on Instagram and I'm sending it to someone else I know on Instagram. So if it's Danielle, basically. Well, it's because they want you to merge your messengers. Yeah. And I refuse to do that. No. I'm like, I'm not doing that. But no. Like, yeah, you could totally do that. I'm like, mm, okay. Of course I could. Like, I, I look at pretty pictures. I'm not 15. That's what I use Instagram <laughs> for. I write comments. Like, come on. You're not picturing... <laughs> Taking like selfies by the pool in your no. two piece. No, I, I, I sure that's probably why I'm not getting the likes <laughs> that I want, the attention. I'm not taking sexy enough pictures of myself yes. in the California sun. Okay, that was our session for today. As a reminder, if you're planning to read along with us, your homework for next time is to read through chapter 10, which is like 95 pages in my version of the book. But it goes by really quick. Whenever I listen back to these recordings, I always find at least one thing that I need to apologize for or expound on. So let's close today with a few on-second thoughts. Towards the top of this episode, we talked a lot about American Sign Language and did a lot of hand motions into our cameras on Skype, but that didn't translate well to the audio medium. So I'll see about posting some links to some videos and to that one ASL F-word article that other Chris had mentioned into our show notes or on social media or something. Along the same lines, I mentioned the one guy I used to work with who was deaf, and while he did have a tendency to slam the toilet seat down in the stall next to me, he was also a really nice guy, and I remember him equally well for having a really contagious laugh. Nothing but love, brother. Today's episode was sent directly into your skulls via a vivid pink beam of light thanks to Chris Chris Ham, Chris Other Chris Jacobson. It was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. drink no calorie sodas yeah now it's, it's better for me if i'm going to keep drinking soda <laughs> is it better though <laughs> from the calorie stance and the yes. not real sugar stance yes yes from, from using chemical magic to do that that i don't probably not <laughs> i can't but, seem to get a clean answer from anybody like technically right. it is better because there's no calories going into my body from this <clears throat> It's better so, for some things, worse for others, I'm sure. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. It's like vaping. But since right. I can't seem to kick my soda habit completely, I'm just going to stick with these. That's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> Upgrade to brown drink. Like, <laughs> Always have bourbon. 
Uh, there you go. It gets me in trouble. I learned <laughs> in the last month that I should not drink lime tequila <laughs> because it will result in sleeping on the floor and uh, not remembering things very well. Oh, so some some people would say that's a bonus. <laughs> you know, what kind of stuff you're Some doing. would say that's the purpose. <laughs> the whole. I mean, I don't do anything. Ex-